Welcome to Obscure Games with Obscure People, the podcast where we play one-shots of tabletop role-playing games that are short, weird, or just unknown. We're your hosts. I'm Dylan. And I'm Rachel. And today, we're going to be playing Headwinds by Plus Zero Publishing. All right, um, so Rachel, let's talk about Headwinds. Um, This is a plain dogfighting game set in a fictional version of the 1920s Adriatic Sea. Um, So on my end, I'm just envisioning Porco Rosso, but I'm taking out the pig man. (laughs) Okay. So that's, that's the only thing I know about any of this. I've done no research. Um... That's okay. I've just, just watched some Miyazaki movies, and that's the whole idea. That's okay. You're just the GM. Um. <laughs> I'm just the person who makes up all of the things that are happening. Yeah. If you do anything historically inaccurate, I'll yell at you. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rachel did a bunch of research about the 1920s Adriatic Sea, so... Uh... And by a bunch of research... I mean, I, I randomly chose Croatia as my country of choice and then tried to see what was going on in Croatia at the time. But fictional Croatia. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this game, it's like a, it's a 3d6 plus stat versus a target number. That's generally the, uh, the system. Uh, you have, when you make a character, you make your character and then you make a plane for your character because every character in this is a pilot um and Rachel were there anything that anything that stood out to you in the mechanics of the game that you thought was particularly interesting or noteworthy I mean my you'll see this as my character comes out but I thought it was very uh, funny that and kind of interesting that even though this is a plain dogfighting RPG, there were still mechanics for hand-to-hand combat and like fighting on the ground, uh, which I am taking full advantage of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the thing that stood out to me was uh, the exact opposite thing is the uh, the plane combat. It is, I'm not sure how it's going to play out, but I think it's very interesting because it basically works on a maneuver system where each turn in combat, you say, I'm going to do this maneuver. And the writers of this game clearly know a lot about planes and a lot about dogfighting. And so they all have their their correct names, but then for idiots like me, they describe what that actually means. So for example, if you want to not get shot by someone trying to shoot you, you can do a chandelle maneuver, which is a climbing 180-degree turn. And I think it's pretty interesting because you basically roll to do the maneuver, and then independently of that, that affects the other person who is tailing you trying to shoot you. And there's a whole advantage-disadvantage system where you swap places about who's behind who and who can fire on who. And I thought that was very interesting. And I'm excited to see how it plays out. But uh, I think the best way to get into this is to just go into character creation. So we're going to start with uh, the pilot. So your pilot has four skills. Your reflexes, which is how quick you are. This is your defensive stat. 
and it is also um, a bonus to your approach roll, which is and some maneuvers, which is basically who starts out in advantage, which is really important because you can take a lot of damage before you ever get a chance to swap back. Uh, there's skill, which is again used for maneuvers, and it's used um, to say like how good you are at shooting guns or aiming both in and out of your vehicle. Then there's wits, which is how smart you are, which in the sky is um, often used to like spot people. Um, your it's your wit stat includes a lot of things that are rolled up in general intelligence stats. Basically everything. If you're familiar with D and D. Your wits is basically your wisdom and your intelligence rolled into one. Um, and then the last stat is grit. And grit is both like strength and constitution. It's both how much health you have and how strong you are in like punching people. Which I'm sure Rachel knows a lot about. <laughs> um, Alright, so you have six points, Rachel, to distribute among those four stats. So... Let's before we get into that though. Let's talk about what your characters like. Let's 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 hear the general concept. You want just a general concept of my character? Okay. Like just how, top level. Top level. Okay. A sentence or two, you know. So uh, my character is named Joseph Novak. He's twenty-seven years old. Um, I feel like a really good way to summarize him is actually. Um, through the goals, value, talent, and flaws stuff, which is brought up in the backstory section of um, Hedwin. His ultimate goal is he wants to someday fly across the Atlantic. His values, he really values his family, specifically his father. Um, he looks up to his father more than anybody. He just, he loves him. It's it, he's very important to him. Some talents he has, fishing. Uh, he was raised to be a fisherman. So he has that sick talent right there in case you need to go, you know, fly fishing or something in your plane. I don't know. Um, and his biggest flaw is his short temper. He is a very short temper. Nice. I, uh, so I, the one thing I very much I like about this game is that they actually, those, like, four things they ask you about in character creation, they want you to know, like, where your character's headed and, like, what your character's trying to be about. Um, all right, so what are your stats? What, what are you going to, how are you going to arrange your stats? Uh, so I gave myself two to reflexes, one to skill, one to wits, and two to grit. Alright, so you're like quick and tough, but you're not that smart, and you're not that good at flying planes? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty new to flying planes. <laughs> but you're a good fisherman. I am a good damn fisherman. I've been fishing since I could stand. <laughs> so if that ever comes up, if you ever need to like fish your way out of a out of a death sentence, you know, you're set. Or if, like, I ever need to, like, barter with someone, I could give them, like, fishing lessons, you know? <laughs> uh, Alright, so, um, there's a, um, a derived stat of vitality, which is your health, and that puts your health at four, because you have two grit. Yeah, the vitality is two plus your grit. Or two multiplied by your grit, sorry. Yes, and, um... So when your vitality runs out, you are knocked unconscious or killed. But because it's totally allowed to have zero in a stat in this game, um, in fact, zero is considered average, right? Pilots are considered exceptional by having stats. Yeah. I have to assume that going to negative one vitality is what kills you. When you're at zero vitality, you're like, oof, you're on the edge. And then going below that is the thing that kills you. That sounds like a fair assumption. 
So we know a little bit about your character. Um, how did your character become a pilot from being a fisherman? So uh, when Joseph was uh, very, very young, he was um, out on his fisher boat with his dad, and he looked up into the sky and he saw something flying through the sky. And he had no clue what it was. This is, this is the early 1900s. Airplanes were kind of new to the world. It was a little bit later in his life that he found out, oh, that was an airplane. That was sick. I want to do that with my life. He, he like, <laughs> like, in true kid aspirations, he was like, I'm going to do that someday. Obviously, that day was not going to come for a very long time uh, because he was young and had no money. Um, uh, he he kind of got into trouble in his adolescence and stuff like that, too. He, he you know, that short temper didn't help him. He got into a lot of fights, um, which helped him build his strength and fighting ability, but also hurt him in the long run because he's, you know, a jackass who gets into fights with people all the time. Um, <laughs> but eventually, uh, in his, like, late teens, like, on the cusp of becoming an adult, um, he met a guy that was a pilot and he was like oh my god oh my god you do that you do the flying thing you have to teach me to which the guy originally was like (laughs) no um but then he was like what if i pay you and uh yeah that worked out he spent a lot of money paying this guy to teach him how to fly but eventually once he learned how to fly the guy was like you're pretty cool and they're like friends so it costs less for him to continue to borrow his plane sometimes and fly around and then after many a years, he finally had saved enough that he went up to his friendo and he was like, hey, can I buy your plane off of you? Because I want your plane. I want the freedom to fly whenever I want. And he was like, sure, because he wasn't using it that much. And Joseph actually saved quite a bit. And uh, since then, he's just been casually flying here and there. He decided to name his uh, his beautiful plane the uh, Letecha Riba, which is Croatian for flying fish, uh, which is an homage to what he does for a living and his family's uh, trade. And he's just... God, that's so much more clever than all of the names I thought of for anything. <laughs> yeah, but um, he's been flying kind of... That, that was about last uh, about a year ago that he uh, finally purchased the plane. He's just been casually flying it every once in a while. But um, a couple months ago, he like suddenly got attacked by a dude in the sky because apparently dogfighting is now a fun thing to do and he did not know about it. And he did not know how to attack. He barely made it to the ground, uh, just being able to kind of maneuver away and get back to land. Um, but since then, he's like, because he has that short temper and he's like always willing to fight, he's like, I'm not going to let these assholes win. So he keeps going up and trying to fight, but kind of failing miserably, but at least not dying, you know? <laughs> um, <laughs> and he's just kind of, you know, the Letechariba is kind of taking a, little, a big hit because of it, but he just keeps repairing it back to functioning, you know? Nothing too fancy because he doesn't have a lot of money. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's going kind of okay for him and his plane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. All right, so the one question I have is, um, so this is going to take place in a country that is neighboring your homeland called uh, Vitalia on the island of Alamara. And Alamara is like a very rich island in a lot of parts. But it also has like a big gambling, and it has a big, like, seedy underbelly because of that. Because rich people come here to gamble, and then that gambling creates the underbelly, which is sort of the poorer part of the island. So there's 
sort of, you know, nobles and criminals, you know, side by side on this island. And it's a very interesting place with lots of, uh, lots of intrigue and lots of extremely important people and lots of extremely nefarious people. Uh, fame and infamy, infamy hand in hand. So what, what brings you to this island? I mean, if I'm being completely honest, the reason I'm over there is because I'm trying to make some quick money so I can continue to try and help my plane be better. But also, you know, he, not all of his money's going to his plane. He still helps his family, too. But, like, he needs, he needs more money in general for his plane and family. All right. So what about your, uh, your personal belongings? What do, you, what do you got? Well, my personal belongings, I have a photo of my family because I love them and care about them. But I also have what is known as my lucky boat. Um, <laughs> that is what I call it. Um, uh, my father, uh, when I was very, very young, whittled me a little baby sailboat. It's like pocket size. Oh. And uh, I've carried it with me ever since. And it's my lucky boat. God, that's so <laughs> blessed. Oh, all right. Uh, what kind of clothes do you wear? Um, I mean, I'm a fisherman by trade, so... I kind of just wear functional clothes for that. My clothes tend to be a little discolored from the seawater. And, you know, usually wearing boots, full-length, random, I don't know what fabric was used in the 1930s, but pants. (laughs) (laughs) Did they have jeans yet? I don't know. But uh, if not, uh, whatever was the closest thing to jeans that fishermen were wearing. (laughs) And what about for a weapon? It's a dangerous world out there. So of the of the weapon options in this game, I chose there are three. There are three. <laughs> uh, there is the Timpani revolver, the Merclaw's Carabin fifty five Dynatel, and the Paternock. The first two were guns. The last one is uh, brass knuckles, and um, I chose the Paternock, the brass knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! So let's get into your airplane. Uh, Can you give me the name one more time? I'm wait, sorry. Wait, don't I? I also have tools. Oh, yes, your tools. Yeah. Um, so I get two tools. Uh, they're supposed to be... In, in the game, encourage you to do something related to your occupation. So I have some rope, and I have a utility knife. Um, both things a fisherman would have, you know. All right. Do you have a fishing rod? No, because I was given two tools. It says you can have two. <laughs> And I went with something more practical than a fishing rod. Also, not all fishermen use rods. We use nets. <laughs> which I oh, can I'm make sorry. out of a rope. <laughs> all right. Um, so your plane. The first step is to choose. So the way it works in this one is you you choose like a body of your plane and then you choose fittings. And your fittings give you additional stats or sometimes penalties to stats like really heavy objects might make your plane fly slower. Um, and then after all that, you, you see all these fittings you have on your plane, and then you, um, you use that to get your plane's like final stats. We'll walk through it. It's actually pretty simple, um, and I think it's a pretty good system. So what kind of fuselage do you want to have? This is the core of the plane. I chose the aerobatic, uh, which is a sleek profile, gives it the edge on speed and handling, and the specs it gives me is two pace, two handling, one armor, and one blitz. So pace is how fast your plane is, handling is how tight it can turn and how well it handles, armor is how much health it has and it's like damage reduction, Um, and blitz is your bonus to your attack rolls with the plane. And additionally, 
you can't have more weapons on your plane, then you have a blitz score for your plane. Alright, so you have the aerobatic, the faster, sleeker option. So you get one specialty fitting. So let's go with that first. What specialty fitting do you want? Uh, I gave myself air brakes. And what do air brakes do? Uh, they cut my pace to one third when deployed, and it allows um, it allows me to. Oh God! It allows for VIFF, which I'm not entirely sure what that stands for. But in the cool italics underneath that these wonderful men gave us to explain what these things mean, there. <laughs> It's small flaps that can be deployed to drastically reduce my speed. Um, it helps with short field landings. The downside to them is they take two turns to be reset. Um, and VIFF is a... Um, so a lot of the specialty parts give you special maneuvers that no one else can do. And the VIFF is um, the ability to basically stop your plane and have the other guy fly past you. Swag. It's to, take, it's to swap places with him. So he's like shooting you and you're like, nah, you're in front of me and I'm shooting you now. Or, nah, you're in front of me and I'm just going to quickly land now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rachel has told me that uh, her goal is to never shoot anyone down in their plane, but to trick them into landing so she can beat them up with her fists. <laughs> I'm much better hand-to-hand -hand than in the plane. It's from all those adolescent years beating kids up. <laughs> oh, Alright, so what about quality? You get two quality fittings, which is the medium, the medium strength items. Yes. Um, I have some all-terrain wheels, which I just don't get a penalty for soft field landings. I can kind of land wherever, really. Mm -hmm. um, and landing flaps, which are, um, they give me plus two during landings. They just help me land. All right. You're worried that you won't be able to land the plane. <laughs> I just, if my whole goal is to land and fight people, I need to be good at the first step. All right. Um, so now we're going to go into basic. And this is something that I forgot to ask you. You said you would made some plans. You do know your plane does need an engine? Yeah, I have a basic engine. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I have a basic plane. I bought it off of a dude that didn't get into dogfighting. All right, so what are your three basic um, fittings? So what are you choosing? I have the Bertucci Rondini engine, which just gives one pace and um, plus two flight hours. It's just, you know, the standard, the household name, uh, if you will, as they call it, because every oh. household's talking about plane engines. It's the household name for plane engines. In this game, every household is talking about planes. They're basically all that anyone gives a shit about. That's true. That's like in the setting. It's like pretty clear. It's like... Mama, Mama, look at the Bertucci Rondini. <laughs> yes, uh. little Timmy, it is a Bertucci Rondini. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. What about, you know, what's your second basic fitting? Uh, I, I chose middle wings. Um, not low, not high, middle, you know, the, the, the sticking to the average here, uh, which uh, gives right. plus two pace and plus one handling. All right, so we're shaping up to have a pretty fast plane here. Yeah, I'm speedy, but can also what... decrease my speed if I want. <laughs> <laughs> what is your third basic fitting? Um, so it's a freebie basic fitting because I have a weapon as well. Um, it's floats. I get them for free so I can do a water landing and take off. Ah, yes, that's important. Um, so it's a seaplane. But it's it also a has all-terrain wheels. But yeah, I have wheels and floats, so I can land. I can land anywhere, bitch, and start fighting you. 
I'll, I'll have my dad sail out in our fisherman boat. I'll land next to it. I'll climb into it. I'll start punching you <laughs> with my brass knuckles. Oh, uh, and so that one's free. You don't have that. So that's that's free. And so for your third basic fitting, you're going for the machine gun. Yes, my third basic fitting, I'm going with the machine gun weapon, um, which just has a bunch of jargon next to it about how you use it. But I don't feel like reading it. <laughs> yeah, it basically is the worst gun. Yeah, it's the most basic gun. But as I said, I got a basic plane. The Latecha Riva is a basic plane that I've just made look a little bit tougher. <laughs> oh, all right. And what? Um, so you have an armor of one, which gives your airplane 20 hit points. Um, and actually, this game, it uses the same hit points for both planes and people, I'm pretty sure. Um, and so you can... If you want, if you can get close enough, you can punch planes. Oh my god. Probably only when they're on the ground. <laughs> Dude, I've got I've got I've got a total of three handling. I'm gonna get right up next to him and punch him. Three handling I don't think is that hot. I'm, I'm no. not gonna lie. No, but it's better than one, which is what my, my aerobatic plane starts at. Oh uh, so uh And um my integrity is it's be. it starts at ten, but you add your armor, so I'm at eleven integrity. All right. And then no, no, no. It it it's not doesn't go up by one for each point of armor. It goes up by ten for each point. Oh of armor. shit! It be I'm 20. so sorry. I completely misread that and didn't read the zero. I'm sorry. I have twenty integrity. Thank you. Um. And then the other derived stats. Um, the other derived stat is flight hours. Yeah. Um, flight hours is equal to eleven minus your pace. Uh, my pace is five, so that's six, but I have a plus two flight hours for my Berducci Rondini, um, so it's actually eight. Ooh. All right. And so that's it. The plane is made. So it's got a pace of five, a handling of three, an armor of one, and a blitz of one. So it's a pretty maneuverable, fast plane, um, but it is not very combat capable. No. Um, but it does have a picture of a fish that I painted on it. <laughs> Uh, so that's the whole character creation. We've just gone through the whole thing. Um, there is nothing else to do. That's about 15 minutes. Very good, like, quick character creation. And I think that's everything we need to get into it. So I actually have trouble pronouncing this, but the fictional C that we're in... It asks, is the... Aspermarian. The Aspermarian C. Um, I have I'll have trouble with that, and I might mispronounce that. So sorry to the makers of this game. Just call it the C if you need to. <laughs> All right. So, how do you think? What, having read this and having made a character, how do you think the game is going to play? Uh, how do you feel about the mechanics right now? I feel pretty okay. I mean, like, I'm going to be kind of a chicken in the air. You know, I'm trying to not participating in air flights um which i know is gonna be sad for the status of this game being about <laughs> in air flights um but if there's one thing that you know about me dylan it's i love to find the loophole in games and just stick <laughs> with it oh yeah i um as a dm i can't make plots um because rachel will intentionally derail them um 
remember when I was, oh, what was my name? But I kept just trying to figure out where my city was, and everybody told me it's miles from here. What game were we even playing? Uh, we were playing some random D&D campaign that you just made up. We were at 22, and we were fighting, like, we, we were, there was, like, robots taking over a city, um, but, like, in the underground. Oh, it was a Modron thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't remember what my name was, but I was kind of a Nancy Drew kind of character. Um, my name might have been Nancy Drew. Uh, and, and I just got lost trying to get back home. And so I kept asking everybody, asking everybody where Village Town was, because that's where I was from. And no one would give me a straight answer. Everybody would just say, miles from here. Every NPC I asked you would say the same oh, thing. Oh, that's miles from here. Yeah, and then I, like, stole a pie, and then we couldn't go back to the bakery, but it turns out we needed to ask the baker a question, and so I wasn't allowed. <laughs> oh, you know what the good thing about this game is? Is I'm definitely going to do that again, but miles from here is very <laughs> achievable. You have a plane. Yeah, I do. I have a plane. I've been sailing these seas since I was a kid, so I kind of know where I'm going, and I kind of know my territory. This oh, time. yeah, yeah, we're, we're into it. All right, so I think we're just going to, like, get into the game now. Um, it's oh, it's happening. Oh, man. Is it ever happening? We'll see if I'm actually prepared. Oh, this is actually important. Have you, has your character ever done any business with pirates? No. All right. So when you did, like... I'm an honest fisherman. <laughs> but you said you got in some trouble. Um... Well, no, I got into trouble on land because I was fighting kids. All right, so you don't have any, like, connections to the underworld then? No. It, I mean, like, the guy I bought the plane from seemed a little sketchy, but, like, he didn't tell me anything and I didn't witness anything, so. <laughs> so, on a normal evening, where would you generally find yourself? Oh, man. Like a bar, um, out in a nice restaurant... Just out on, out on, like, the beach, just hanging out? Like, where, where's... I mean, like, to be honest, I'm probably out on the docks preparing for the mornings. Like, you know, run, fisherman run, time, the time we go out in the sea and fish. Um, <laughs> and I'm probably, like, eating some street food. That's good, because this is a great time to get seafood. Because uh, on the island of Alamara, um, which is sort of on the outskirts of the nation, the empire of Vitalia. Um, it's out in the sea, a ways, a ways away from the mainland, which is part of the reason they get away with so much gambling and shadier entertainment sort of things. Um, mm -hmm. And it's pretty close to your homeland, actually, and then also pretty close to some unincorporated sea. Mm. So what's happening this weekend is a bit of a festival and Ooh, a festival it's not a super important festival but one of the uh the princes one of the like youngest princes is going to be in town for this festival so it's kind of a big enough deal at least for that um may i ask how old the prince is because if he's young it's just he like a kid or an adult or like no he's like 20 Oh, okay. Well, he's young for me, man. He's he's a baby. Yeah, he's young for you, but the emperor is very old. 
Um, he's getting. Well, I was just years. trying to see if I could seduce the prince. So he's he's within non creepy seductive age, but like it's close. I mean, it's seven years apart, which it seems like a lot when you're that young in your life, when you're in your twenties. So I'm just I'm just gonna play it safe and not try to seduce him. <laughs> uh, but he's gonna be in town, and so it's Thursday night tonight, and they're setting up. So. The town is starting to fill with people. The streets have colorful streamers being put up. There's lanterns and lights. And the, the food sellers and the little stands, they're all out in force. And uh, so there's any sorts of, like, meats on sticks, meats on pasta, meats in bowls. Any, any variety and arrangement of meat you'd ever want, you can find it here tonight. Wow, I'm excited. So what kind of what kind of meats are you eating? It's important. Um, I think, well, I mean, like, do you need me to choose a specific, like, type of meat as well? Because I just want the one on the stick, but, like, if you're going to ask me what kind of meat, then I can specify. Oh, well. I'd love you to specify, please. Oh, um, if they have any veal on a stick, I'd really like it. But, I mean, I'll settle for, like, lamb. I think you're going to have to settle for... What, aren't you, like, pretty poor? <laughs> yeah, but... I mean, you gotta splurge on yourself every once in a while. Alright, so you've got some fried veal kebabs. Yeah, I mean, this festival is like a once-in-a-lifetime thing, you know? They're not gonna do it again. It's, it's once in a year. It's a once-in-a-lifetime. <laughs> it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. You gotta splurge on your veal on a stick, you know? Ooh. So you said you're you're just out in the city or like near the the shore? I'm I'm near the docks. I'm on the docks. I'm trying to kind of prep for tomorrow morning, but I'm also, you know, I'm not afraid of getting distracted and wandering about this festival setup. All right. So you're near the docks, and so you see a pretty unique-looking plane coming in. It's coming in fast. Um, mm. They better have air brakes. <laughs> it it kind of flies above the beach and does a loop and then comes in to land. And you know a little bit about planes. And this plane is just cruising and does a very tight turn and lands. And it pulls up to the docks and you see... Wait, uh, I'm sorry. Did the plane pull up to the docks, like, via land or via water? Because one is a <laughs> bigger safety hazard than the other. Via water. The plane's on okay. floats. Okay, I was, I was like, they better not be ruining this festival <laughs> pulling up to me. Okay, continue. Um, and, uh... <laughs> so, this plane, you know, it lands a ways out and then, like, idles in up to the docks. And it, it actually parks right next to your plane, and out of it steps a woman who's also dressed in all black, has a black ruffled shirt with, like, the buttons undone. Um, Saucy. Long, dark hair, braided tight, um, and wearing, like, basically almost pantaloons. That's sort of where we're going with this, like, but all black. And, like, a little accents of, like, flash of red. And, Ooh. um, I would actually like you to roll, the first roll of the game, a wits roll. 
Oh shit! Which die is that? Is it just three d six? Okay. I got a fourteen. All right. So you recognize this person actually? Whoa! You you sort of heard tales of the the pirates and ne'er do wells that live in this area. Um, it's important to know this is. Uh, a pirate known as Valentina, uh, and her plane is the Peregrine Falcon. She's known to fly possibly the fastest plane in this whole region. Um, it's a twin-engine, uh, double-winged plane, and it has been known to chase down some of the fastest military planes and the fastest trade planes um, and take them down, steal loot. Um, she's known for uh, taking hostages alive, holding them for ransom. Uh, no one knows where her base is. and She's going to get in trouble. She sounds like kissing Kate Barlow, whatever the name of the lady is, from Holes. Yeah. yeah but she's a, she's a very dangerous person, but everything that's said about her is a rumor. There's no, like, hard facts. Oh, it's all... Allegedly. Allegedly. But she's also a little bit of a heartthrob. You know, people are... She's kind of got this myth. She's not as hot as you thought she was going to be. I mean, she's she's good-looking, but, like, the tales over-exaggerate. Um, mm. That's the sort of reputation she's got. Um, and she's known to have a few goons, but you don't, you don't see them around. And she kind of looks at your plane... And kind of laughs at it. It's the only other plane that's parked near your two planes. Come um, on, man. I'm just a hard-working man with a flying fish. And she starts to sort of wander off uh, towards town. Is she heading towards the guy I bought the veal on the stick from? Yes, she is. Oh, man. Oh, he doesn't need any trouble today. <laughs> He's had a long day of selling feel on a stick. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so she is walking over to him, and she looks like she's gonna buy some, uh, some also some veal on a stick. It's a good, it's a good thing, you know. But she's like richer than you, so this is clearly not a splurge for her. Oh, well, okay. Are you gonna Are you gonna ask me what I'm gonna do? Yeah, I mean, always passively. Whatever, whatever, if you ever want to, like, step in and interrupt me, feel free. But, yes. Uh, yeah. Um, so, I think I think the first thing I'm going to do is backing up a little bit. When she's laughing at my plane, mm-hmm. I'm just going to frown a little bit and hold back <laughs> some tears. <laughs> Are you trying to to make her notice? Make her not notice? No, or is it just... no, I'm, no, I'm trying to hold back tears because I don't want her to notice that it's my plane and I'm sad. <laughs> and then, when she walks away... I'm going to look at my plane and I'm going to be like, you're the best. <laughs> uh, I'm actually going to roll. I'm going to roll for her to see whether or not you're crying. I'm crying. I'm not holding back tears. None have fallen down my cheeks. My eyes are just a little watery. Can you make a grits roll to like just keep it in? Is that also 3d6s? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I don't have the rules memorized. I got an eight. Uh, is that after adding your grit? Oh, shit. No. Uh, uh, plus two is ten. Mm. 
She rolled a 13 wits roll, um, so she knows. Oh. She sees you. She she smirks. Well. And then keeps on walking by. I think, um, I'm gonna pers- I'm gonna still tell my plane your best, because, you know, you gotta keep plane's confidence up. Uh, <laughs> um. I'm gonna... Oh, what am I gonna do? I, I, I'm gonna, like... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna, like, follow her, but I'm gonna head back into the festival because I need some cheering up. <laughs> Alright. Um, is there anything in particular you're looking for? Um, more food, a bar, like, a show, maybe? I'm, I'm kind of hoping to find, like, a show, but I'll settle for someone whittling. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there are, um, two shows going on tonight that you vaguely know about um there is a a sort of like dance stage magic show it's mostly dance but there's also some like illusions um and fun stuff like that and then there's also a more risque burlesque show that's happening in a seedier part of town not like seedy it's still nice but like you know there's some like you're going to a burlesque show (laughs) you're going to a burlesque show in the in the twenties, I think I think um, I'm thinking. I'm glad you brought up the twenties because thinking about this being like the twenties or thirties, I feel like illusionism is even more fancy because people aren't sitting through the whole show going, "Oh, I know how they did that." So I'm gonna go to there. All right. So I also just like a good dance. There's a man in sort of a very tight cut black suit who's sort of dancing on stage, and there's a woman in a very beautiful red dress who's uh, dancing there as well. But the thing that you notice the most about this show is that there's a... um, This is a show out in the street. This is not like a in a theater, right? This is... Most of this festival is happening outdoors. It's very warm this time of year. Um, Perfect outdoor festival weather. But there is a balcony nearby that has clearly been turned into a sort of box seat. Um, and I don't know if you know anything about box seats, but box seats aren't for you to see the show, but they're for the people watching the show to see you. <laughs> That's so true. And there is a very handsome-looking blonde man in a very expensive um, suit sitting up I'm on gonna that balcony. Guess. I'm going to guess, is that the prince? Why, yes, it is. What a um, crazy guess. Who would have well, thought? Who would have thought that the only rich-looking guy in the area was the prince? He's not the only... Actually, there's a lot of very rich people looking people around yeah, here. Yeah, but, but he's like, the richest. no one's blonde except for him. <laughs> uh, We're all out here with our brunette hair. Come on. We're on the eastern side of the Adriatic... Or the Espermere... Whatever, sea... We're all brunettes. <laughs> you gotta go up north to get the blondes. Oh. But, um, the other thing you notice is there's a bar on the opposite side of the street from where the prince is sitting, and it's a pretty ritzy place. And up top, there's a couple, there's like a balcony, and there's seats up there. And you see Valentina up there sitting with two men. One of them is the the biggest, greasiest, fat-looking dude, but he's also in, like, a very nice suit. Um, mm. 
he's got like you can tell from here that his knuckles are like bulbous with scars. Um, Ooh. And then I have keen eyesight. <laughs> he's just. He's got really I'm mark meaty. that down for later. Keen eyesight. <laughs> he's got meaty hands. Um, and he's sitting across from Valentina. And um, sitting next to him on his side of the table is sort of a wiry, thin man wearing spectacles. Um, and can you roll a wits check? Another one. Boop, boop, boop. Um, six plus one, seven. You do not recognize either of these men. No, I don't. But, um... Val- but if I had to guess, they're the goons. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> Valentina is sort of looking, not at the show, but she's looking across at the prince while this oh, conversation is happening. She wants to marry him. <laughs> Um, and the, the sort of bulky brute of a man also makes occasional glances over to where the prince is sitting. I was really hoping you were going to say is staring intently into his eyes. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. The prince does not notice them, but they are clearly noticing him. Uh, hey, hey, I want to step in. I want to shout at the prince. Hey, they're staring at you. <laughs> Um, you know you're, like, sitting in the audience of a show, like, in the middle of a street. Yeah, but this is the prince. He's important. I don't want people staring at him. Wait, Uh, no. I changed my mind. He'll know that I was staring at him if I do that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But, yeah, what do you do? Well, I think that, like, is there anybody that looks to be kind of an authority figure around me? There is, like, near you? No. Fuck. But over on the side of the street by the... You, you think it's a hotel that has this balcony. On the side of the street where the prince is, there is a woman in a very official-looking uniform sort of leaning back against the, the wall next to the door of this hotel... And she's ostensibly watching the show. But as you look at her, you see her eyes are darting around the um, the crowd and okay. watching everybody. Okay, so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna like walk up to her, but not like intimidatingly because I don't want her, I don't want her to like think I'm coming after her. I'm just a nice human trying to speak to her. Um, I'm gonna walk up to her and I'm gonna be like, "Excuse me, lady." Are you any form of authority figure? Uh, yes. Uh, why? I, uh, sorry. I am, uh, Battalion Imperial Officer Sophia. How may I help you? Uh, yeah, Officer Sophia. Um, I think that those weird-looking people up in the balcony across the way are staring at the prince in a not-okay way. Oh, you noticed? Yeah. It's pretty obvious. I suppose they're not very clever criminals. No, and I have keen... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, and I have keen eyesight. 
thank you for uh, bringing this to my attention, citizen. Yeah, no problem. If you need any backup when you fight them, let me know. I, um, I don't think you have a very good grasp of how policing works. But trust I me. I may not. I may not. But I, 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 I have good intentions at heart. <laughs> but trust me, I've been keeping my eye on those two. They're infamous pirates, and I'd love to bring them in. Oh man, that sounds like fun. <laughs> Alright, make sure to uh, enjoy your night, and uh, stay out of trouble. Thanks, ma'am. I'll try my bestest. So Sophia I... goes back to scanning the crowd. What do you do? Um, I think, I mean, like, it seems like she's kind of got it under control. And I have no reason to not believe her when she just kind of says she's an authority figure, but anybody could say that these days. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm like, the dancing's kind of not as illusion-y as I thought. I was, I was hoping for more illusion, less dance, but it's more dance, less illusion, which is just not in my cup of tea. So I think I'm going to head back towards the docks and keep working on my prep. All right. What sort of prep work are you doing? You know, like coiling rope and whatever fishermen do in the morning. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Making sure the nets don't have holes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So is that what you're going to spend your night doing? Yeah. I think I'll sleep at some point, too, preferably, because I have an early morning. But I got to get that stuff done before the morning or else my dad will be like, bruh. You were supposed to do this last night. And I'll be like, I'm sorry, Pa. So is your dad here in town? Yeah, my dad's in town. He, like, I don't live with them anymore, but I live, like, like on the same block as them. Okay. I felt like having independence, but he, like, I still work with him in our little family fishing adventure thing. So we have to live relatively close to each other or else I just got too big of a fucking commute. Oh, <laughs> uh, all right, um... You go to bed, you get up early, it's a nice morning, um, and you go about your business in the morning. Um, you do know around noon there's going to be a parade that the prince is going to be heading up. Mm, I mean, I'm now aware of that. <laughs> yeah, well, you were aware of that, but now you as know, a person I are know. aware of that. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. I mean, we should be back from fishing by then. Usually fishermen come back before lunch because you really just want to fish early in the morning when they're all out biting. No, that's fair. That is a thing that is true about I fishing have, that I didn't know. I have know. very, very basic knowledge of fishing. And by basic knowledge of fishing, I mean mostly things that I've read about in online comics. <laughs> Could you roll a skill roll to see uh, how well you fish this morning? This is I, going I, to come I up rolled, for sure. I rolled an 11. Pl and plus your skill. Yeah, that's, that's, that's with my skill modifier. And I'm going to let you get a plus one because you're good at fishing. Mm. Oh, sweet. So then 12. All right, so you did an average job fishing today. You got you. enough fish. It was Thank not an you. eventful day. You didn't catch any cool-looking fish or any special fish. What you've got, if you care to track this in your inventory, three medium-sized fish. And medium is actually pretty large in this case. They're, they're large uh, 
like sea tuna. Can I ask how much my father caught? Because he was on the boat with me. Oh, of course, of course. Let me roll a skill roll for your father. Uh, Thank you. Of course, he has a much higher skill than you. Yeah, he's been fishing for way longer than I have. Um, but he doesn't do particularly well today. He does better than you. Um, oh, he brings that's all in, I wanted to know. That's all I wanted to know. He brings in four medium-sized fish today. Damn it, Pa. I just want to be as good as you someday. But you never will. <laughs> oh, come on. Because you spend all your time on this plane flying. I you only should... spend half of my time on the plane flying. You should be a good boy and spend more time fishing. The fish don't bite afternoon, you know that. That's when I fly the plane is in the afternoon, Pa. Oh, I know. And I want to support you in your dreams. But my fishing business, I don't have any other children. You know nobody else can do this. Pa, if you ever got to fly, you'd understand. But unfortunately, my plane only has one seat and no cargo area. <laughs> uh, why the hell can't you take me on your high-flying adventures? I'm so lonely since your mother died. Oh my god, I didn't know my mom died, but apparently my mom died. Okay, Dylan, fine. Just ruin my little family, that's okay. Uh, now I've got to mourn my mother's death. <laughs> Fuck, I can't go flying tonight, I gotta mourn her death. No, no, man, she died like three or four years ago. You're fine now. And it's the anniversary of her death. (laughs) They can't keep having these festivities on such a a sad day. Okay, we can can move past this. It's fine. My father and I are over it. All right, so are you going to go to the parade, or or do you want to do something else with your midday? Uh, Does the parade... Where, 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 does the parade go all around town, or is it in a certain area of town? It's through the ritzy part of town, basically. Down, like, Main ritzy Street. Part of town. But I don't like going to the ritzy part of town. The ritzy part of town is where all the rich boys were when I was young and I beat up. It's true. Ugh. Fine, I'll go to the ritzy part of town. But I swear to God, if I run into one of those punks, one of those now 27-year-old punks, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> If you oh. couldn't tell, wink, wink, Dylan, I'm setting you up to introduce me to one of the punks, wink, wink. Hey, you don't get to do that. I'm specifically not going to introduce you to any punk now that you've tried to take over my, my That's okay, DMing discretion. Because you know what's going to happen? They're just going to be there anyways. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just avoid eye contact with them. You don't know me. <laughs> oh. All right, so... You're at this um, parade, and you kind of sort of come in, and you're at the back of the crowd. But you see some like floats and things, and uh, you see the prince in like a very big, nice, like white and gold-looking float, and he's waving, and everyone's cheering. Women are swooning. He's well known to be the cutest of all the princes. Um, Ooh. He's not the smartest. Um, he's not the most talented. And he's not the toughest, but gosh, he sure is the prettiest. Well, now it's not it's not something that like Joseph really has, you know, a definition for in this day and age, but Joseph's bisexual and he's a little confused about the feelings he's feeling about the prince. Ooh. Um so yeah, you're at the back of the crowd. Oh, what do you wanna do? I wanna try to get to the front of the crowd. Roll grip, please. 
Oh, yeah, Grant coming in. Uh, uh, plus my modifier, eight. So it's really not that great because I rolled two ones. You get to the middle of the crowd. Okay, can I try harder to get to the front? I think in order to get harder to the front, you're going to have to escalate. You're going to have to go from, like, gently pushing to, like, aggressively moving through the crowd if you want to get any further <sighs> forward at this point. I guess I'll wait, and if anybody ticks me off, then I'll have the, the temper to do it. So there's um, a very tall, like, uh, there's, a, there's a tall, ritzy boy. It's not blonde hair, but he's got, like, a light brown hair. That's how you can tell he's a real ritzy boy. <laughs> because he was, he was exposed to sunlight when he was a child, and it slightly lightened his hair. Like, what, what's that supposed to mean, Dylan? Look, I don't know. You were the one who made up the whole thing about blonde people being special. No, so you, no, you're the one who because, wanted to bring... No, no, no. No, your definition means that he's from slightly more up north than I am, because I said northern people are blonde. <laughs> Fair. He's a northern ritzy boy. Oh no, I can tell he's ritzy from not from his hair, but from his demeanor and how he holds himself. And he's in front of you. And uh as you're watching this parade, you can kind of see ahead of you there is a um an old warehouse that was sort of used as a hangar and an airplane like manufacturing place. Um, because there's there's a lot of mechanics on this on this island, you know. So it's like a mechanic shop, and so we're now getting into the part of the road that opens up and goes closer to the to like the runway and the beach, you know. So this is a much more open and wider part of the road. Whoa, and so as nice. the prince is like about to get at the the front of the procession is about to get to this warehouse, and the whole front of the road in front of the parade is open because it's been cleared. Um, you hear a like deep chugging rumble and as you look over your shoulder you see one of the biggest planes you've ever seen in your life it's just this huge just black smoke chugging heavily armored plane that's just chugging through the above the crowd that's come over the it's come over the sea and you see people start to like be confused and uh you see Sophia look up and panic and start running towards the prince. But then you see a bay open on the bottom of this plane and a bomb drops out and drops no. into the middle no. of the parade. Bad. I'm going to run so I don't hurt myself with the, the bomb. The bomb explodes a little ways away from you and you, you hear screams and shrapnel flying and all sorts of crazy mayhem and people are running and trying to trample each other uh roll a grits roll to stay on your feet um i got a nine you managed to stay stay steady um as people are like rushing around and trying to push past you to get to safety and then a ways forward you hear another engine this one a, a really high pitched whirring powerful engine light up and you see the mechanic shop has popped open and you see um, Valentina has grabbed the prince and she's hauled him on her shoulder. She's a very strong lady. And she's full fireman carrying the prince, who looks like a little unconscious, back towards her plane. And she throws him in and then jumps in and they're clearly very cramped in the one seat. Um, and she spins out in front of the parade and starts burning down the tarmac taking off okay so 
I'm gonna run towards my plane. All right. Um, you are not very far away from the docks now, um, and you like you burst through the crowds and you run out onto the beach, um, and a lot of people are streaming out this way, and you see your plane out in the docks. Okay, I'm gonna get into my plane. <laughs> All right. Because I have these tingly feelings about the prince, and also I care about not killing royalty, and I feel like it's my civic... I'm also just kind of pissed off at this point that they ruined the parade for me, so my temper's kind of kicking in as well. There's just a lot of things motivating me to get up there and, like, attempt to stop them, but knowing that I'm probably not going to succeed because I'm not very good at flying <laughs> in the air fighting people. Oh. All right, um, so you get in your plane, your engine chugs to life. It's a bit rattly. It's an old engine. Um, the flying fish, as... So I, I specifically wrote this as, like, the last sentence of my, my background. Um, the the, the Letecha Riba looks like it's gone through some tough hits, but Joseph will assure you it's strong and ready for a fight, <laughs> whether he's right or not. Um, so Joseph's going to be like, ah, healthy gurgling sounds. <laughs> um, all right. So you take off into the air, and you're low, and you see the island open up below you, all green and like light browns of the beaches as you pull away, and then the wide open blue of the ocean um, as you mm-hmm. pull up into the sky, and you see the black plane picking up speed and starting to turn towards the south, and then the large, chugging fortress of a plane also starts to veer towards the south and starts flying away. Okay. Well, I'm going to follow them. My intent is more to go after the fast plane, because I know that's the one that the prince is in, instead of dealing with the giant one, even though the giant one's probably going to end up being a problem. (laughs) So I'm going to have you roll... um, It's a pretty fast plane. So I'm going to have you roll uh, plus pace to try... uh, Plus your skill, plus your pace to try to catch this plane. So... 3d6s plus my skill plus my yes. pace. Okay. Boop, boop, boop. Uh, 14 plus 1 is 15 plus 5 is 20. All right. Um, oh, how interesting. She, Did I do a she good? She also rolls a 20. Damn. So I'm going to say that if you're trying to catch her, you have the advantage in this situation, and you actually do manage to pull up... Uh, and, and catch up to this black plane. Um, oh my god. <laughs> I caught up to her. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to have you... Um, we're going to go into combat now. So... Oh no. I, I don't have the... I'm going to go to the combat section. <laughs> <laughs> so what I'm going to have you do is roll 3d6 plus reflexes plus handling. 15. Um, she rolled a 20. Damn. So, as you're coming up behind her, she does a a full loop-de-loop and slots in behind you. Okay. Well, then, uh, she wants to play that game. Um, So, we're going to go into combat phase two, which is now maneuvers. And so, uh, you as the defensive pl- the player in disadvantage get to make your maneuver first. Um, 
Do you have the maneuvers list open? Yes, I do. I'm staring at it. This is me trying to decide what I want to do. So a dodging, a dodging maneuver will make it harder for her to hit you. And an evasive maneuver will get her off your back if she can't hold on and maintain the uh, the lock. Yeah, I think I want to try an evasive maneuver. All right. So, ba-doop, boop, boop. One, two, three. Plus skill. Plus handling. I rolled a 13. Don't roll another 20 misses. Uh, which evasive maneuver are you doing? Oh, shit. The split S or the yeah, Immelman turn? Or you can try to do your um, your viff in order to get behind her. I don't. I don't think I want to waste my viff just yet. Um, All right. I'm gonna try some other things before I result in that because it takes two turns to reset. Um, I think I'm gonna go with a split S. All right. So you rolled a 13. Yeah. All right. So she is going to uh, try to... If she can match or beat your roll, um, she can follow you in the split S. Yeah. She's going to. She's so good at rolling. Uh, she rolls a 16. Damn. So okay. you do a half roll and a half loop downward. And so you flip to go underneath her traveling in the opposite direction. But she yeah. matches your turn and then opens fire. But because you made it, she still has a minus five to her attack roll because you made the maneuver. Cool. Um, so she's shooting at me? She is shooting at you. Um, so her machine gun is... It's skill plus blitz plus the AR of the weapon, which is two for her machine guns. Do-do-do-do. Oh, no. I'm sorry. It does not add skill. It only adds the weapon AR and the blitz. So it's adding... Three in her case. Uh, <laughs> uh, she rolls a flat, straight up three, and she needs to beat your. Um, she needs to match or exceed your um, your maneuver roll to have hit you. And so, uh, in the middle of the turn, her guns just go wide. Okay. Um, and that is one round of combat. And now she's behind you still. Okay. So she hasn't hit me really yet but she's right on my t she's she's oh she's we're, on we're you. next yeah we're yeah okay done what do i want to do um are we currently headed we're headed south right you said you're well now you're heading north because during your evasive well, yeah turn yeah around. we turn so we're headed north in the sea so we're actually headed towards land yes you're headed towards the island um, right now okay how far would you say we are from land you're probably, um, it took you a bit to catch her because you had a head start, so you're probably a pretty good distance. You're probably a few turns away from land at this point. Okay. I'm going to quickly just uh, pull my lucky boat out of my pocket and just hold it tight and then put it back. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. What do I want to, um, do I want to try another... She's behind me right now. Oh yeah, or... on your tail. Yeah. My, my my machine guns don't point that way, do they? They do not. You have to take a special thing to be able to. Uh... Yeah, I think. Do I? 
we're in phase one, right? So you are um, doing maneuvers right now. Oh, so we're in phase two. Yes, we don't go back to the approach roll. We just go back into. Okay, maneuvers. I was very confused. I was like, "How are we going to go back to the?" I think. Yeah, I think I'm going to use my viff. All right, so you uh, you pull the cord on your air brakes and uh, make a task roll. Let me guess, another 3d6? Yeah, 3d6 plus skill plus handling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I just I just love that everything's that. It's wonderful. Um, plus skill plus do 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 17. 17? You make the roll. Um, so now you shoot backwards um, and she overshoots you. So uh, make a, another uh, approach roll. Do 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 reflexes and handling handling boop 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 oh god a nine oof um so she beats you but that means you've uh you've disengaged now so she's sort of flying away at this point okay and it's at this point you see two other uh small black dots lifting up from the island and coming towards you uh okay is she like super zooming off away from me? Yes. Like she's done with me. Um, but she's headed sort of in the wrong direction, so she's starting to bank around. She's headed north right now. She's trying to bank around to the south, but keeping a wide berth around you. These little black dots—they're taking off right now from land. Like, how far are they right now? They're—they're they're just dots, so they must be kind of far, but they might be quick. It's going to be at the speeds you guys are traveling at. That this is like a, a two turns away. Because you're both headed towards each other. Okay. I think I'm going to try following her in her bank around backwards. Because I do, I do want to get the prince back. <laughs> and uh, so in the chaos, the, uh, the sort of the lumbering giant plane has continued heading southward. But it's going much, much slower than either of your planes travel. Yeah. So do you want to try to re-engage with her or do you just want to follow her? I think I want to follow her because, like I said, I'm not very good at fighting, but if I can follow her to wherever she's headed, I can try and land and punch her. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I am going to need you to roll. So you're following her, but there's these other two planes that are following you. So I'm going to need you to roll a a skill plus pace check to try to keep out of their way to make sure that those guys can't catch you. Um, 17. Uh, one rolls a 14, and the other also rolls a 14. So, you lose those two black planes, and, you know, you're following at a distance where she's sort of just off in a ways. She knows you're following her, but you're, you're too far away for her to engage at this point. Okay. Um, and you are traveling south over the sea, and you know that you're about to travel over the border out into uh, unincorporated seas, out into no man's land, where the pirates rule. Out into the Mediterranean? (laughs) No, not the Mediterranean. The... The Schmetterterranean. The the Aspermarian Sea. No, the Aspermarian is inside of the little gulf we were just in. We're headed to the larger sea. No, no, no. We're not not leaving the the Aspermarian. The Aspermarian is huge. Wow, okay. The Aspermarian is the We're just heading to kind of 
dead. No one, no one knows what goes on here, Waters. Yeah, you know, just pirate town. Pirate town. The bad place. 